Welcome back to the Dad in a Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we are back here for another week. It is December. Well, technically, when this comes out, <laughs> it'll be past December 1st. <laughs> hey, we're past Thanksgiving. How, how'd yours go? Uh, it went well. I mean, Janessa was cooking a turkey. She doesn't typically cook the turkey. And uh, wow, that was uh, that was pretty interesting. She's like, okay, honey, you ready? Go ahead and get it out. She, she she puts it in one of those bags. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, you want to help me get it out of the bag and carve it? I'm like, okay. Pull out the bag. And I'm like, something, something just doesn't look right oh, here. Oh, no. What happened? Something, something just looks wrong. So I get it out and I start, and I start, you know, pulling it apart. And it, I mean, it's falling apart. Bones are just falling out of this thing. Is it so it's tender? Cooked well? well super tender. Yeah. And then I'm trying to, you know, you know usually when you, you're cutting the breast off the, the turkey, you go right down the middle. And right. you go in the bottom, you kind of pull the whole breast off at once. Yeah. I'm looking for that that backbone. I can't find it. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then it dawns on me. What's that? She cooked the damn bird upside down. <laughs> <laughs> and she was wondering, like, where's the popper? I flip it over. And I say, there's the damn popper. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> did she at least get the bag of giblets and the neck and stuff out? Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, she pulled it out. I wanted to record it because she didn't want to do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she pulled them out and got it all that out fine. But she cooked the turkey upside down. Uh, well, I guess it doesn't matter because it apparently it turned it probably turned out better than the turkey we had. We Ours was overcooked a bit. We used that uh, bag every year, too. And I guess we just left it in the oven too long. Um, but it was, you know, it was the typical dry turkey. I wasn't a fan. I had to drench it in gravy <laughs> to get it down, which was okay. But Auntie Anna, she has uh, an electric knife. Okay. That I was using to carve the turkey. Oh, it's Man. So it, easy. It was cutting it like butter, dude. I'd never used one before. It was so fun. It was like a mini chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually that's what I've used in the past. This year I just had like a straight up knife. And yeah, it was more difficult getting it off. But like I said before, I was picking it up and the damn thing was just falling apart. I was like, yeah. okay, that's that's easy. Had a taste. I, it was good. I mean it's turkey. I mean yep. I mean turkey is only so good, but for Thanksgiving it is it is the bird. You ever deep fry a turkey? I want to so bad. Yeah. And every time I bring it up, Janessa shoots it down because, like, we did not put it in the budget. I am not buying one now. You are out of luck. I'm like, you suck. I say next year we make it a goal that we both attempt to deep fry our turkeys and record it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Put the GoPro on there, just kind of see see whose house burns down. <laughs> Who burns down the garage. <laughs> oh man well it's good that you guys uh had thanksgiving I try to do some of the uh, traditional stuff we we normally do i guess you watched the parade too i watched the parade we yeah. didn't watch the parade uh janessa was cooking but uh she really didn't watch it any other year so even if she was going to be in the living room with me she would have been not paying any attention to it yeah and, and frankly the kids couldn't give crap I try to get Verona to get excited about it, and she just couldn't. I mean, one thing, she had her cousin over, uh, her her cousin Danny, who's like six months younger than her. So those two are like two peas in a pod. So they were busy playing, and for me to pull her over and be like, hey, look, a big balloon, like neither one of them cared. <laughs> um, even they, they even had, they introduced a Ryan's World balloon. It was like the first balloon to come out. It was uh, from that YouTube channel that, you know, she used to be crazy over. And I was like, hey, there's uh, Ryan, the superhero Red Titan. And she she was like, wow. And then she just run off. So, yeah, it was I, it was the same thing in my house where I was the one watching the parade mostly. Yeah, Skylar had, liked that. She liked the, the Ryan balloon. I think yeah. it was a Snoopy in space balloon she enjoyed. Oh, yeah. But it was so, like, hit or miss. 
Right. And then uh, because of it being the weirdier it was, I decided to watch NBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, I watch CBS. I'm not big into the all the like the Broadway performances. Typically, oh, do they skip that on CBS? Yeah, you don't get any of that on CBS. Oh, that's good to know. I might switch over to CBS then, because <laughs> that's all happening right in front of Macy's, right? And that's where NBC's camera is. So they've got that spot, and that's always their spot. Yeah. CBS doesn't have that spot, so they can't show those performances. That makes sense. So they, you get more of the floats and the, the balloons and the bands and everything walking down. Yeah, then and I would have missed out on the Jagged Little Pill Broadway show, whatever the hell. Did you see that? I actually enjoyed that a little bit. What? I had me intrigued. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I had me intrigued. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was weird. It was just weird, like... It looked like a like a commercial for uh, medication or something. Just like these young <laughs> friends hanging out on a couch singing Atlantis Morissette to each other. I just didn't know what the heck was going on. Yeah, that, that was a little. I see. I knew of it before they even did it. Oh, okay. So when they said what it was, I was like, oh, okay. I know what I know what's coming. I know what to expect. But they also had that one uh, from Hamilton. Oh yeah. I've seen like the performances with the original cast, and I just wasn't feeling it. And maybe it was just because of the the environment. I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah, that may be. Did you see the one for the Grinch? Uh, I don't know if I've seen that one or not. That was towards the end. And actually, I think they didn't do it in the street. It was like a pre-recorded thing in the studio that they aired. But that one was pretty fun, too. Yeah, I think last year there was a Beetlejuice one that was pretty fun. Those are hit or miss with me. Most of them I don't want to, I don't care for at all. But some of the bigger ones that are tied to a property that I know of, like a Hamilton or Beetlejuice or uh, the Grinch, uh, they're a little bit more fun to watch. Yeah, I think uh, the the Grinch one was due to them having the live Grinch show on NBC here within the next week or so. Okay. Okay, Grinch the musical. Yeah, and that's what they were pushing for that. Yeah, I didn't see it. I'm halfway tempted to check that out just because it's Christmas stuff and eh, I'm a Christmassy kind of guy. Yeah, that and uh, just to see what a live show could produce. Maybe things will go off the... <laughs> fall off and things will uh, get crazy because it's a live show always <laughs> uh, that's one of the things i like about snl if i'm watching if I, I typically don't watch it yeah but if i see like on facebook someone saying like for instance Chappelle was on not that long ago yeah and they're like Chappelle cracks and i, I gotta watch it because if they crack it's always good as i like, just kind of watch them actually get not be able to get through it without laughing or something it's, it's always fun to do Did you hear about Chappelle? how he forced netflix to take his show Chappelle show off of netflix he he pulled a Viacom on Viacom. Yeah, that's basically what it did. He wasn't getting he, he it's like I guess it was like he wasn't paid a certain amount for his shows while they were running on a uh, on Comedy Central. Yeah, and he's so buddy buddy and so close with the uh, the head guys over at on Netflix. He was like, you know what, you're gonna pull them unless they're gonna pay me. Pull them. Wow. And uh, they pull and that's all it took him asking them to pull them and. They pulled him for him. No kidding. I was like, man, that's that's gangster right there. Well, that's good. You you rarely see somebody who has that sort of pull or that sort of control over their own show. <laughs> you know, yeah. normally it's you know they're complaining about how the the network screws them over and stuff, but it's like especially when it's literally called the Chappelle Show, and it was you know he was the mastermind behind that thing. He yeah. should have say as far as who airs it when, and and he should be paid for it. Dang it. <laughs> And he walked away from it when it was a cash cow, too. He sure as heck did. And who's who's the winner when it comes to that? Because you know what? Like any skit show or comedy show, 
They all run too long. It would have gone into Chappelle's show season seven, and nobody would have been cared about it as much anymore. It would start to become irrelevant, and you would see kind of the fall of it. But now, because he did like three seasons in and out, and it's still like it's still sought after. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of down the lines of I used to love uh, Daniel Tosh. Yeah, I used to love that show, and after like like you said, season three, right about season three, I'm like, I I just don't I don't care for it anymore. Do you know that Comedy Central brought that back? Are you serious? Yeah. Tosh, no, I Tosh no idea. is on now. You could watch it now, and he's 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 still doing the same shtick. Oh man, I don't know. It was, I don't know how long it's been on, but it, there was some sort of revival. Yeah, it was gone for a long time, but now it is back. Oh, that's terrible. But, <laughs> <laughs> we've gone way off thread here. Yeah, off, off, it's off whatever. Here. It's we, one of those episodes, we, man. We are just uh, here to BS and record it. But you know what? Let's, let's do this here. Let's, let's talk about a movie that everybody is. If they're interested in our show, let's be real. They've seen the movie and. The new one's being released Christmas Day on HBO Max and in the theaters. Let's talk about the original Wonder Woman that came out in uh, 17. Okay. You saw it for the first time, right? I seen it for the first time last night. What okay. was your, or two nights ago now, I think it may have been. What was your original uh, feeling on it when you first seen it? When I first saw it, I liked uh, Wonder Woman's portrayal. I liked, I actually thought the limited time that she was in Batman versus Superman, I thought that was a more effective, better use of the character, even though she yeah. was only in there for like 10 minutes. Um, but I liked her. Um, I thought the story in Themyscira was cool, her and the other Amazons. Seeing her grow up, the the, the whole backstory, um, I liked kind of the fish out of water tale. Once she was in the world of man and in New York, um, and her meeting Chris Pine's character, uh, but then it kind of fell apart for me towards like the last third when she was actually fighting like the the main bad guy, and it was just like you know just bad CG and just kind of those like almost like nineteen nineties superhero tropes where it just didn't know how to end. Um, yeah. But uh, most of it I, I did like. I thought it the first hour and like 20 minutes were terrible. Oh, really? I, I, I almost shut it off. No kidding. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. I'm like, I'm sitting through it. I'm like, okay, she grew up on this island. Oh, okay. So the stuff British, that I liked and enjoyed, you were like, oh, this is Yeah, awful. the British intelligence <laughs> thing. I'm like, oh, this is, okay, this is stupid. Okay. And then the, I just thought it was all too slow. Yeah. I didn't think it really, for someone that really wasn't in that world. Like I'm not a I'm not a DC person. Yeah, and to have it that long, I think it was uh, uh, almost two and a half hours Probably. or something like that. It was it was a decent like long long film. Yeah, and I'm like I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for something to pick up. And Gail Gadot did a great job. Right. And Chris, I think Chris Pine did a great job. I think everyone is pumping up this this director that made this movie. Oh, Patty Jenkins. Yeah. To something I I I didn't grasp. I didn't get it. I didn't I didn't like I didn't like it. And then the only time I really got pumped. Is when we they had you know the group the band of brothers almost that came together. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the 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 glimpses when she was fighting, and all of a sudden you heard her music. That's when I got moving. What about that scene where uh, she was with the her band of brothers and they're going through those trenches in World War One, and there were some uh, innocent folks like behind enemy lines, and she ended up. That's where like she was, you know, kind of went up and out into the field, out into the open. That's and when she drew her line, took yeah. off her robe, and her music was blaring, and she was deflecting all the uh, the shells and stuff. I I, enjoy, I enjoyed it because I think it was I was more I was listening to the soundtrack, yeah, more than maybe watching the movie, yeah. 
I mean, that, and then, you know, that when... was a shining scene in, in the movie. I, I can get where you're coming from. Because I think a lot of it is slow. But a lot of it, unfortunately, it just has to do with that character's origin, too. Like, around World, World War One, And, I don't know, if you're not into that time period, if you're not into the story, I, I guess it could have been... They definitely could have edited it down to be a bit more faster paced. Yeah, it, it's not a movie that's worth two and a half hours, I don't think. Yeah, and that's why I was struggling. Now, I love Greek god stories. Yeah. I'm, I am all about that. I love all of that. They probably didn't even get into that enough for you. Yeah, no, nowhere near. And the fact that they were killing off the gods, I, I don't like that idea. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't like it in the, um, Clash of Titans. Oh, Clash of Titans. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like when they were killing off, uh, you know, Hades and they were killing off Zeus, you know, just going down the line of, you know, after they killed the, their, their parents, the Titans. Yeah. So, I mean... I, I didn't like it in that aspect, and I really didn't like it in this aspect. Now, I guess when she killed Ares at the end of it, you know, spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> technically, there is no gods left, because Zeus apparently was now dead as well. Um, Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it's been a while since I watched the movie. That's just kind of how I followed it. You know, he basically killed him off, and, you know, Zeus made Gail Gadot's character, or uh, Diana. Mm-hmm. Just out of out of clay, and she became the god killer. Yeah, not the sword itself. But yeah, I was I was really disappointed. I wanted, to, I really badly wanted to like it. Right. It was just one of those movies I've always put in the back burner, and knowing the new one was coming out come Christmas, I wanted to be prepared to see the new one. All right. So with 1984, Wonder Woman 1984 coming out here, it's a bit more uh, faster paced. It's uh, takes place in the 80s. You know the characters, so you're not going to get a ton of backstory as far as who they are, where they come from. So with that in itself, it should be a bit faster paced. So you've got uh, Pedro Pascal as the bad guy in here. You've got uh, Kristen Wiig playing Cheetah, which is more of a well-known um, supervillain. That's uh, one of Wonder Woman's kind of her most popular villain. Do you think that uh, you may have a better time with the sequel? I don't know. It's hard telling. <laughs> I mean, I'm go- once again, I'm going to see. I set myself up to watch it. Yeah. Like I told Janessa, I said, TV watching Christmas Day and the day after, it's going to be pretty good. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know Christmas Day is going to be soul for the family. Yeah. And then, then maybe after they go to bed... I may catch it, depending on, you know, how I'm feeling, how tired I am. It's going to be a long day. Yeah, that was big news this week, that it'll be on HBO Max uh, Christmas Day. And, you know, going to the movies is actually kind of a big tradition for a lot of families where, you know, they'll open up presents in the morning and then in the afternoon they head to the theater. Of course, you're not going to be able to do that this year. But to be able to uh, watch Soul and, and Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you're going to get a, a, a big boost. There are some areas, like, for instance, my area, the theaters are open, but I'm not sure, the, I mean, the capacity they're in. Yeah. I think they're, like, 20%. It, it's it's pretty pretty small, but I think they're not getting any more, like, maybe five or six people in the theater at once anyway. So it's not like you're ever going to be worried about it selling out. It may happen with Wonder Woman Christmas Day. Yeah. But who knows? So we're talking about stuff that's going to be coming out on Christmas Day. We talked about the parade and the grand finale there is Santa Claus. We're officially in it. We're in the Christmas season. And I know I spent all holiday weekend decorating. How about you guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, went out and uh, actually, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. I was out doing my door dashing thing like I typically do. You guys listen to us. You know my uh, my tales from the door dashing day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I was out just kind of going around trying to take advantage of, you know, the day after Thanksgiving. Yep. I, I knew it was either going to be boom or bust. Either everyone was still eating leftovers or people didn't want nothing to do with leftovers and they were going to, you know, order out and, or they're or they're working or not working. I didn't know what I was going to, what to expect. Yeah. Which one did it end up being? It was actually going to be a really good day until Janessa called me. She called me with desperation in her voice. She was like, 
I need to get these kids out of the house. <laughs> we are going to get our tree. When are they open till? And I'm like, okay, they're open till. I'm sitting in a restaurant right now waiting to pick up a second order. It's 1.30. Yeah. They're open till 5.30. She said, get home now. I'm like, I have to deliver <laughs> this food. <laughs> right. So I delivered the food and we drove out to uh, uh, our local tree farm, the Young's Dairy Farm, which we go out there every year to, to cut them down. And they, and they were busy. Uh, they, it was our first day they were open and they were pretty slam-packed. Yeah, uh, it, but it was it didn't feel bad because you're out you're walking in a field of I think over a hundred acres. Oh, okay, of like area where you can get a tree. So what you do is the most interaction you have is when you first park, you walk in, you grab a sled, and it has a mat on it and a saw, and then you just pull that mat till you find a tree, you cut it down, drop the tree on the mat, and then pull it to the beginning. And then they go ahead and they shake it, uh, bag it, and then they give a, a like a nice fresh cut and drill it for you. Wow, how about that? So you cut your own tree down? Cut my own tree down. Yeah, I, I, I actually I put some pictures up on my. Uh, Personal page on Facebook. I'll throw them over on our uh, our Twitter and our uh, Facebook page. Put them on Instagram too. God, that our Instagram is uh, lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Instagram, I don't mess around with too much. I play with more TikTok now. I don't know where that came from, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just out of the blue. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, we, we cut our own tree down, brought it home. House wasn't even ready yet, so I had to get out of the actual van, off the van, and uh, the, I got to give it to this kid to tie it on there. I don't have a rack on top of my van. So what he did is he opened up the driver's side, tied it down to a latch where the door latches in the van there on both sides in the front, then opened up the sliding doors and tied it there. And it wasn't going anywhere. Oh, wow. But uh, he was like, how far are you going? I said, I'm going down to Kettering. So he's like, oh, okay. I've had a guy come to, he said, he's driving to North Carolina. I'm like, what? Oh, good Lord. Like, Why the geez. hell would you buy a Christmas tree in Dayton, Ohio to go back down to North Carolina? I have no idea. The only thing I can think of is he grew up here and it was a tradition. He was up here for Thanksgiving and he wanted to go ahead and get it. Wow. And he said they that's... went ahead and tied it tight, put it in a bag so it didn't lose all the needles. Yeah. I said, like, I would have so much anxiety driving down too. 75. I mean, that's a long drive. Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know what that dude's issue is, but hey, hopefully his tree ended up uh, still having needles on it by the time he got home. Oh boy, I, I thought I was gonna have the Griswold Christmas tree though. We're looking at the big ones. Yeah, it looked it looked really good in the in the uh, out in the field. It looked tall. Yeah, I mean it looked everything. Got it home. Got a short round. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. No, I was kind of I was preferring the short round trees this year. Yeah, I was looking at them. I liked them. This one here we thought was a little taller. The family was using me as a measuring stick, knowing how tall I am for the living room. Yeah. So Skylar was like, Daddy, stand against the tree. He's like, okay, just barely tall enough, taller than you. We're good. So did it end up being shorter because they cut off some of the trunk or what? Oh, no. It was just – I cut it down. So oh, they see. maybe just trimmed a little bit off the bottom, so it wasn't that, that bad. It's just it's just round. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a re- it's a really nice tree. It's just a little bit rounder on the bottom than we thought it was. Now, I've gone back and forth with getting real trees and uh, doing the fake tree thing. And uh, I think I know the answer. I know you prefer real trees, right? I prefer real trees, but it's nice that we have the fake tree pre-lit in the attic. Yeah. So we have that option if we want to fall back and like just go ahead and not deal with, you know, because they can be a mess. I mean, there's no no way around that. Yeah. But uh, it's just, there's nothing like decorating a real tree. The smell of a real tree, keeping it watered. There's just an experience that comes along with it. And definitely cutting it down rather than going to a tree lot. When you're, when you're walking around with the kids and the family and you're the one that actually cuts it down, it's it's a whole experience. Yeah, I did like having a real tree. I think maybe one day we'll go back to it, uh, especially now that I have a fireplace and stuff. You have more uh, space maybe. now than you did your other house, so you may enjoy it a little more. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, we ended up having to get a new tree ourselves this year. We uh, brought out Deanna's tree. We, you know, we had our own tree. Uh, last year we had uh, an artificial tree, and it was just like one of these uh, pencil thin, like seven foot trees, because we didn't have a lot of space at the old house. And uh, with it being Christmas, we got rid of a lot of things because we knew we were going to move a few months afterwards. And anyway, we just got this kind of tiny tree pre lit last year, and it just wasn't enough in this house. I mean, it would have been just looking like a, its own little deck. Decoration or living room's a little bigger <laughs> this year. Taller ceilings. So we pulled out Deanna's tree and she had kind of a fuller seven foot pre-lit, uh, but it was it has some age to it. So of course the there are a few strings of lights on there that wouldn't work. And that's the big issue with these pre-lit trees. Yeah. It's like once some of it goes out, I mean you can start wrapping some extra bulbs around it, but then you got a ton of bulbs that aren't lit with bulbs that are it just looks bad um <laughs> so you know instead of uh doing that option which would have been a lot cheaper we all three of us decided to just go ahead and get a new tree we needed a bit of a bigger one anyway so i went to home depot i got a nine foot tree it's pre-lit but it's pre-lit with uh like these micro dot leds that are supposed to have like the 10 year lifespan on them or something and once one goes out, one bulb, it doesn't put, you know, the rest of the string out. So hopefully it does last me quite some time. That should be a lot more than 10 years, though, because it's probably 10 years, you know, continuous burn. If you think 10 years, I mean, that's probably closer to 20 to maybe even 30 years if you think about it. Oh, well, hopefully. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. I mean, I mean, they, I think they, they probably test them as in like they just leave them on. Yeah. And you're not leaving your tree lit year round. That thing better come down. <laughs> you better not be a, a year round Christmas tree guy now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe with the one behind me, I'll keep this. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> so you um, thought about it for a second. You're like, uh-uh, I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, a, that was a beast to decorate, man. I've never had to climb a ladder to put the tree topper on. I had to get the ladder out to... <laughs> Dude, that, that's <laughs> crazy. I know. Yeah. I've never had to do a ladder for the tree topper either. It's yeah. always been right about my height. I think I've had to do a stool once just to get, you know, get it perfect, but never, never a ladder. Yeah, it's uh, maybe I'll throw some pictures up there on on the old Instagram and social media pages, too. But that's what we were doing all weekend, man. Just just decorating, getting ready for for the holidays. Now, your tree, did you let uh, your daughter decorate the tree or did you are you you guys like specific on how the tree looks? I am very specific. Yes. Then you would have an anxiety attack with my tree right now. <laughs> I gave so okay. So this is how this works in my house. Janessa and I wrap the tree. Yeah. And then I go ahead and I put the tinsel on the tree, which we just started doing. But past years, one of the kids would put the uh, the topper on or the star, and then we would assist them putting all the ornaments on. Okay. So this year when we were wrapping the tree, we wrapped the tree three times. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I was getting so frustrated. <laughs> I got to the bottom, and I couldn't plug it in. And it was driving me nuts. So we got to the top, and we would flip it around and get to the bottom. We were having the same flipping problem. Oh, wow. And eventually, we figured it out. But we were like, okay, we got the two dinghies on top and no dinghies. And every time I started talking about dinghies and no dinghies, it just started <laughs> laughing. It just started getting to – it just started turning into a punch-drunk laughing fit between me and her. Yeah. It's like, we got two dinghies, no dinghies, wrapping. We'll say, if we wrapped, you know, we wouldn't have hint. <laughs> <laughs> it just turned into all of that. And eventually, we got it. And I'm like, you know what? By this, by this was all said and done. I got Zach to put the the star on the top of the tree. Right. Because it was his year. Last year, Skylar did it. And then I opened up the two boxes of ornaments and I said, go. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here. And my original intention was, once they're done, I'll fix it. Right. And I'll move them around and kind of 
patched up and had to, you know ornaments wherever they need to be to make it look good. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, it's 2020. It's perfectly imperfect. <laughs> I'm going to leave it be. And I'm not going to touch it. Oh, well, there you go. That's typically my move, too. I I let Verona put on the ornaments wherever the heck she wants to put them on. And normally she she doesn't space them out very well. So, of course, you got clusters of things, right? Yeah. And uh, nothing on the back of the tree. Most of it's just on the like the bottom front on the left. Yep. That's that Skylar dead smack middle. Yeah. You can see where she'll decorate. And then you can see the ones that are scattered, which were actually Zach. Yeah. uh, Which are pretty good. And I'll kind of, you know, I'll be hanging stuff, too. And maybe, you know, as she's not looking, I'll be moving some stuff. And (laughs) I'll, I'll continue to, like, move and fix things around afterwards. But I don't I don't like dictate like, no, honey, like this one would go look better on this branch you know i just let her go <laughs> yeah it was the first year i was just could let them have at it and i think i may do that from here on out just have fun go yeah decorate they were so pumped we were when we were moving to uh, a whole nother development we moved the tv into scholar's bedroom oh okay i've been so against tvs in the kids bedrooms but we are throwing anything and everything at the wall just to see if it sticks to get this girl to stay in her bedroom Oh, to like to sleep in her bedroom? Sleep in her bedroom. Yeah. All night without either sleeping with Zach in his room or sleeping with us in our room. Right. Uh, I'm over it. So we decided to move it in there. And she had a, she was in and out all night. And then eventually she passed out. And she came into my room at roughly about 3.30. And she doesn't remember doing this. But she's like, Daddy, can you turn Moana back on? Mm. I'm like, okay. He's walking down the hallway. Right. Just kind of. <laughs> but uh, all that for this. We couldn't find the Apple remote control. The little itty-bitty remote control that goes on the Apple TV. Yeah, which is tiny, which was one of the things that I hear the most about as far as complaints is that how small that damn remote is. It's, I mean, in all reality, though, it's not much smaller than a, a Roku one. It's just a little thinner. Yeah, well, that's too small, too. They make them too small these days. Yeah, but uh, there was a big rip in my bedroom apart, and somehow it wound up back in you know her room underneath a blanket twisted around. So that was a big, like fiasco and i was like you know what at three in the morning oh no 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 this was back before we de- decorated the tree i must get oh, to the okay. point where I was like, we're, we're not decorating the tree yeah i'm furious i don't care if we don't find this remote control i gotta buy a new remote control i don't want to do that i want her sleeping in her room tonight right ah <laughs> but uh so how's it going so far uh last night was the first night and it went all right I mean, it's going to be a work in progress. And Zach was immediately mad because now Skylar has a TV and he doesn't. Right. And Janessa's like, well, I don't have a TV anymore. (laughs) (laughs) When I was a kid, I used to go to sleep. Of course, I was a little bit older. I was like uh, eight, nine, ten when I first got a TV. I forget which year, maybe nine. when I first got a TV in my room. But I remember falling asleep to it. I I spent years even through when I was like a teenager with I would just even put the sleep timer on maybe sometimes. And Christina and I used to go to sleep with Adult Swim blaring on the TV at (laughs) night. So every night, you know, you'd wake up at like 3 a.m. and like King of the Hill would be playing or something. Um, And over the last few years, we, we stopped it. Now we don't, you know, we don't sleep with it on. But um, I was never a TV guy. I was always a radio. Yeah, that's right. I always used to listen to Delilah. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> listen to some Celine Dion and uh, 90s oh. one hit wonders going to sleep. Oh, yeah. 98 degrees, boys to men. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, it, it was always funny. And it, the thing was, though, I started that in like fourth grade. Yeah. So I knew all these these songs like the back of my hand. They, they didn't even entertain me anymore. So it was like I would it was noise. Right. When I met Janessa, she was all about the TV and she'd put it on HGTV or a food network. And then there would be something that would pique my interest. Right. And then there was no going to sleep. So I would lay there with my eyes closed and just listen. 
or eventually I'm like, okay, I gotta see what this woman looks like <laughs> because so I'll, I'll look up, look at the TV, and there's no going to sleep. Yeah, that's a that's a problem because if uh, if a song on the radio captures your attention, it's three and a half minutes long and it's done. If a TV show does, I mean, you could be in it for a half hour or 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you're there for a long haul. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's now that I won the, well, it was hard for me to get away from the radio. And then I was fighting the TV and then I won the TV, but I then turned into my mom because I had the fan on now. Ah. Now I can't sleep without the fan. Get some of that white noise action. Yeah, I like yeah, that so too. I'm, st- I'm still getting the noise. It's just not a song or, you know, Property Brothers beating up a house. <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny. Well, speaking of TV, you and I, last week, we had our draft for our Christmas. Dude, dude, I've got a bone to pick. Why? Our our Twitter crowd, I would venture to believe, have not watched any of these shows and voted (laughs) purely on name alone. You are salty. I am super salty. Who I want to know who has ever watched this otter kid. This otter. Come on, man. It's famous. It's taxidermy. I mean, come on! Prep and landing is amazing, and it that 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 lost. I yeah, mean, you got you got swept, my friend. I didn't get swept. Stone Cold stopped a mud hole in my butt. <laughs> That's what happened. All four I, of your picks are gone. I mean, even I, I thought. See, we both thought you know the Olaf Christmas Adventure was gonna you know put up a fight against Mickey's Christmas Carol. I I want any of you people, any of you voters. <laughs> That voted on this poll. I want to know the last time you watched Mickey's Christmas Carol. And if you have it, I call bull. <laughs> that one that one surprised me. Honestly, a lot of these surprised me with just the, the actual percentages. And let's go through it. So round one was, uh, you know, your first pick, my fourth pick. So Prep and Landing versus uh, Emmett Otter. <laughs> Jug, jug band. Look, I don't even know the full title. Of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Emmett Otter won. He squeaked it out, man. It was fifty-two point six to forty-seven point four. So you know, it was a it was a Biden Trump victory. It was it wasn't it was fairly sorry. close. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> but I mean, a win's a win, man. Emmett Otter moves and on. That was the closest one. I mean, Charlie Brown's Christmas. Stomped Elf on the Shelf. 88, almost, nine, almost 89%. That one is more believable. I thought that Charlie Brown Christmas, I mean, that's the titan on the list. You know, everybody yeah. knows that. So I had a feeling it was going to stomp Elf on the Shelf. But yeah, that was a pretty decisive victory. Not as bad as Rudolph in the Toy Story. I said Toy Story Christmas, but it's Toy Story Time Left Behind or something like that. Yeah. And that was almost 95% Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if maybe people just... Maybe they haven't watched these Toy Story specials like you and I have. I don't know. I mean, I've already watched that one. That one was a uh, Black Friday show I watched. Yeah. And the same with Olaf and Mickey. I mean, Olaf got stomped. This one was the most surprising to me. I mean, I I can't tell. I mean, I know of Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it. I won't (laughs) go out of my way to watch it. I, I, I watched Olaf Black Friday. I've already watched two of these, and I haven't watched, and I won't watch Taxidermy. Uh, I'll probably watch Charlie Brown. Rudolph, I'll probably watch. So, I mean, most of these are here I'll watch. I'm still salty about that. Remember, uh, Prep and Landing in the Taxidermy one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to call him Taxidermy the rest of the way. Oh, I don't care. I don't have any <laughs> love for him daughter. That was my dark horse pick. Let's see how he does. Yeah, he's going to get knocked out next round. No doubt in my mind there. 
Yeah, He's not well, going to survive Rudolph. Look, the Olaf Mickey one, I am surprised with how much of a definitive victory that was. I mean, Mickey Mickey Mouse is Mickey damn mouse, like no property. But Olaf is, you know, the Frozen movies are super popular. They have yeah. been since it came out in 2013. So I figured that was going to be a closer call. But yeah, 81.8% to 18.2% Mickey over Olaf. I, I was surprised by the, uh, the gap there. I really enjoy the Olaf one. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I'll put it out there. But, I mean, it's it's like movie quality. Yeah. They spared no expense on it. When it comes to the animation, their music, or the story, the stuff that works. I mean, that's what I look forward to watching each year. I mean, I look forward to probably seeing that one more than Rudolph anymore. Yeah, so the ones that are knocked out, all your picks. Prep and Landing, Elf on the Shelf, Toy Story Christmas, and Olaf. Anything, any final words for any of these four specials? <laughs> You're just, just shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I knew I was taking a risky approach. Yeah. I really, I knew I was taking a risky approach with it. Definitely with you sticking with the the heavy hitters. Yeah. Just imagine if I had picked Frosty and the Grinch. It wouldn't have changed anything. You all four of mine lost anyway. I know. I thought maybe I was trying to even the playing field a bit by going uh, going a little crazy for but some But I was also picks. thinking older people aren't on the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> So I was thinking maybe just being a younger crowd, you know, other podcasts, other dads, I have kids that have seen these, but man, no, I think my mom even made a, you know, a Twitter account to vote against me on all of them. (laughs) No, I think, well, I know she made a Twitter account to vote and I'm almost certain she went, okay, she went prep and landing because she didn't know that I met, but I know she went Charlie Brown. I know she went Rudolph and I'm pretty sure she went Mickey. Wow. Wait, that's harsh. Even the family is not on board. <laughs> it's messed up. That is messed up. All right. So so what does round two hold in store for us? Okay. So round two is going to have your number two, Rudolph, versus your number four, Taxidermy. Emmett Otter. <laughs> and the second matchup is going to be your number one, Charlie Brown, versus your number three, Mickey. All right, so this is pretty predictable, right? This round? No, as I, I don't think so. Really? I. It's gonna be Rudolph. I think people have a soft spot for Mickey. Yeah, well they do. So uh, Charlie Brown versus Mickey Mouse. That is, yeah, that's the winner. The yeah. winner is gonna come from that that Charlie Brown Mickey Mouse. I think you may have drafted Mickey low based on what we just seen. Yeah, I may have. Yeah, so we have Charlie Brown and Mickey. Like I said, man, I think Mickey was drafted low in hindsight. Yeah. I I don't think Mickey would have been drafted if I would have went along with you. But then again, I don't know what movies would have been drafted. Like, I think we would have started falling into the prep and landings and Olaf's if I went, you know, it had to have been eight. So we would eventually kind of fell, fallen into those ones there. You know, the Grinch and Frosty would have been drafted. But, uh, man, I know you were nervous after I kind of talked you into the nervousness last week after the show. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's I was watching it, and I knew immediately. Like, after I had to pull up for like a day, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to end well. Oh, I, I kept taking a peek on Twitter, and I, uh, you know, I had to rub it in, man. It was bad. Oh, you took shots immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, Moneyball didn't work, did it? <laughs> now I'm playing the long game. I want the number one pick next year. You know, I think it's time for Lucy to hold that football, and I'm going to swing my foot like I did on this draft as hard as I can <laughs> and, and miss it and fall right into that cheese. Right on say. your butt. Right in that Right cheese. on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So I have, since I went ahead and cut down a Christmas tree this year, I went ahead and have mine around a tree. Okay. So what did the log 
say to the Christmas tree? What did the log say to the Christmas tree? I do not know. You'll end up like me if you don't stay away from lumberjacks. <laughs> I get it. You'll you'll log. You'll. Yeah, I had, I had to pause it. Yeah. <laughs> you really you'll. did. If you would have rushed that one, you'll end up like me. Yeah, you have to pause. Give it a little nice you gotta, break you got to give that a little bit of a break. A little bit of uh, summertime. I have a very punny holiday related joke myself if you're ready. Okay. All right. Where does Santa stay when he goes on vacation? I don't know, Sean. Where does he stay? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's how you do it. At a ho ho hotel. Oh, the ho ho hotel. Is it by the minute? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hadn't thought of it that way, but maybe. Yeah, I think it's down on Dixie Highway. It's lit oh, up man. right next to the McDonald's. This, this went sideways. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is some good, good stuff, uh, guys. I'm gonna get these polls up here on uh, on Twitter here shortly. It's gonna go ahead and be like we said before: Rudolph versus Taxidermy, and Charlie Brown versus Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, vote, vote as much as you can. Share the poll. Do everything you want. Let's get the votes in on that. I, I think Sean and I believe that the winner of this is going to come from the Charlie Brown Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Prove us wrong. I mean, if you grew up watching Emmett Otter, which some of you did apparently, um, pick the one that's your favorite, man. Just don't go for the uh, the assumed you know, Tom Brady of all this. Go ahead and pick the ones you like. Oh, that ship sailed. Well, oh, yeah, oof. I know. My I know my reference is slightly out of date now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's cool there. And, and you know what? We are doing the Dad and the Rock High Voltage Mandalorian series every Friday, 1030. If you like what we're doing here, check us out over there. We have every episode of uh, The Mandalorian broken down. And uh, it's over. Dad, just type in Dad and the Rock on YouTube. You'll find us. Subscribe to us. Like us. And uh, check us out then. Yeah, definitely check out our YouTube page. Head to dadandrock.com. You're going to find links to all our social media pages, including YouTube. Uh, you're going to find past episodes. You're going to find links to our T Public site where you have Dad and Rock merchandise. Go ahead and buy yourself something nice. It's the holiday season. You deserve a little something nice, too. Uh, get yourself a hoodie a mug some stickers yeah stickers some some magnets heck yeah but uh i think that is a good place for us to go ahead and say this is the dad and rock podcast signing off for the evening catch you guys later i want to be a dentist